Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Hey, welcome everybody. It's time for the Friday edition of the Brett Boone Podcast. Turning two with Booney. I'm the executive producer of this podcast. Worked with Brett Boone on this show for about three years now. And on Fridays, we go inside the mind of Brett Boone. Booney, how are you? Rich, I'm doing well. Uh, so far, so good. Well, listen, it's been a pretty big week for you. Oh, big week. Big, huge, big week for you. We got week. baseball going on. You know, you're, you're out here with some pretty big guests in the podcast. And then, folks, I don't know if you know this, Brett is also now the inspiration for school children throughout the world because someone thought it would be a great idea to bring Brett Boone in for career day. Career day. Um, Tell me, uh, you got to th- share with people who thought, let's have Brett Boone come in and talk to well, all the I don't kids think, for career day. <laughs> I think years ago, uh, that would have gone an unseen email. It would have gone straight to spam, but I was thinking about it. I got an email about a month ago. Uh, reach reaching out from a local middle school. Okay, so you're seeing junior high kids. I'm seeing junior high kids. First thing goes in my mind, Rich, is these junior high kids are a pain in the ass. They, they they're sarcastic. They're at that smart ass age. But I right. thought, you know what? That it was a really nice email formulated by the assistant principal, and she said, uh, "Brett, I just we always get lawyers and doctors and real estate people, and man, it would be really cool to have an athlete." And I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, why not? Why not go in? I can so help I, inspire kids. Well, I didn't necessarily think that, but I. then she says, well, can you wear your, your uniform? And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to put my spikes on, my elbow pad. I'm going to head down there. No. Did so she I went really on, want you to wear the uni? Well, I did wear it. I wore the top. Oh, you wore a jersey. And that was a big discussion in the house. Which which tops should I what, wear? I was because, just about to ask. What did you because wear? Because I'm in, I'm in San Diego. I did play for the Padres for one year. But I'm really not known as a Padre. And and the, the consensus in the house was, Dad, go with the Mariners jersey. So okay. I went with the Mariners jersey. Anyway, all these kids, by the way, Rich, they're all 12, 13 years old. They weren't born when I was playing. So I, I'm I'm looking for olive branches. Like, oh, hopefully somebody will have a little insight. Maybe maybe did some Google work. And uh, anyway, fast forward. I fast forward. I get there. Uh, the lady that had invited me recognized her right away. I didn't even think about it. My kids went to that middle school. My oldest. Well, you're my wearing youngest. a jersey that says Boone. Of course, they're going to know who you are. No, I'm not wearing it yet, though, when I oh. see her. I, okay. I have it tucked under my shoulder, concealed. Oh, I thought you r- rolled in with the... Cause no, this- so so it, I, I saw her and I said, I recognize her. She's like, Brett, I'm the one that's been reaching out to you on the email. And she said, how are the boys doing? Because my youngest boys, right. they're, they're now freshmen in college. Isaiah and Judah. Yeah, they went there. And now I put it all together. I, I remember, I remember many meetings with her about Judah and Isaiah, what we were going to do with them. <laughs> so uh no it, it, it all started off that way I, I slipped the jersey on took a took a team picture with all the doctors and the lawyers okay, wait, and, so you, you got to set this up for because i've i've seen this before right so who are the other people there to inspire these children for career day no it's next to me there was a doctor he had his scrubs on he had his stethoscope 
Okay. Uh, there was a real estate agent two two booths over with a laptop and a right she was talking about how she sells real estate and how she got into it and uh, anyway they opened the they opened the this is my first career day yeah they they opened the floodgates which is there's 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 a cop there's a fireman there's no cops no firemen no cops no firemen no there's a there's a doctor there's a real estate agent there's a lawyer there's a professor and then there's brett boone nurse and then brett boone Right. So the doors open, the floodgates open, uh, you know, the doors to the gym, all the kids come, come running in. They came in in waves. So it was, okay. you know, seventh grade, then eighth grade. And you know what, Rich, I was pleasantly surprised. Really? Um, these kids were well-mannered. Okay. They were respectful and they had goofy questions, but some of them had some good questions. It was kind of, co- it was kind of cool. Oh, you know, uh, how do you get to the big leagues or to me, that's goofy. Cause, and I gave him a goofy answer. How do how do you become a major league baseball player? Excuse said, me, well, Mr. Boone, Mr. Boone, how do you become a major league baseball said, player? You're better than everybody else in the world. That's what I said. And then, and then they kind of give you that blank stare, huh? stare and I'm going now. I said, well, essentially that, <laughs> that is the answer, but no, I, when I was a little kid and I was, it's all I ever remember doing. That's all I did is play baseball from the time I could walk and, uh, I told my my counselor that I'm going to be a baseball player and I don't need to go to school. And it worked <laughs> out for me. It worked out for me. But but there was a, there were some good questions, too. Like what what uh, in school did you take to Major League Baseball? What were lessons that you learned in school that helped you in your professional life? And uh, there were a couple kids that you could tell. Rich, you can tell that that kid that's in like. Uh, four travel. He's on four travel ball teams. He's got right. the hat on the the pins, and I see this kid coming from a mile away, and he walks up to me, looks at me, and he goes, uh, "We started talking baseball. Who's the who's the toughest pitcher you ever faced?" And I'm thinking, this kid's twelve. How is he going to know who I'm going to talk about? Uh, he goes, "Is it Maddox?" And I went, "Wow, you're pretty good." He goes, yeah, and Smoltz and Glavin. And then I told him about the podcast. I said, they've all been on the podcast. And matter of fact, they are. And he he knew what he was up to date on on not only today's game, because we talked about the Padres a little bit, but he, on yesteryear. He, he was a wise soul. Let's put it that way. But no, overall experience, I uh, was there for about an hour. Had a couple fathers coming over to me thinking, asking me what I think of the Padres and when Tatis comes back, are they going to be better? So they wanted my insight on that. So overall, the day, I thought it went really well. I was pleasantly surprised with my first career day. Will you do it again? Well, when? If somebody else invites you. Soon or next year? Just in general. Would you ever do it again? Uh, yes, I'd be open to doing it again. Okay, but without a doubt, as the executive producer of the Boone Podcast, I'm a little upset. Why is that? Why didn't you tell them about your current career? Why didn't you say Brett Boone, podcaster? I did touch on that, and I told you, and and I shared this with you. You didn't believe me. There was I, a, I still don't. Eleven year old kid that came up to me and said, "Mr. Boone, you do a podcast, the Boone Podcast," and I said. That's outstanding. How did you know? Because I, I didn't know if this was really for, for 12-year-old ears or for 11-year-old ears. He said, yeah, I know all about your podcast. 11 years old. So I did was you, impressed with that. I was name? impressed with it. No, I didn't. 
See, I, I would said, love but, to give them a shout. But listen to the Boone podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. You know, that's my that's my stock answer. All right, listen, kid. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. Boone, the Boone 29 is your yes. Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Hit up the Boone 29 at Twitter if that's the kid. And Booney, I've got a baseball. I'll have you sign it. We'll send it to him. You got it. You All right. Got so it. If, if the nameless kid, now, by the way, you're probably going to get 50 people claiming to be that nameless I'll, kid. I remember. I never forget a face. Really. All right. If you reach out, we'll get you an autographed baseball. Fair enough. All right. That's awesome. Mr. Boone, Mr. Boone, how do you get to be a big league? Better than everybody else? Okay. I guess I'm going to go be a doctor. Facts. And then he'll probably look at me okay. and say, bra, bra. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. (laughs) <laughs> this is something we probably asked people on the podcast before. What would Brett Boone be doing right now if he were not a ball player? I, I, I've, I've gotten that question asked to me my whole life. No clue what I would have done. I had no backup plan uh, my entire life. Never thought for a second I wasn't going to play in the big leagues for a long time. And really... <laughs> it worked out for me. You know, that, that was selective naivety. I was very naive as a young man, Rich, but uh, it worked out, you know, but part, part of me, I see young, young guys and, and kind of on guys that have similar personalities that I did as a young kid and, and they're driven and they're, they've got blinders on and it's one speed and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And if you talk to somebody and they really truly believe it, I kind of get out of their way and don't tell, well, you need to have a backup plan, son, and this and that. Sometimes the best backup plan is not having a backup plan. And uh, I get out of those guys way. Cause I know somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to make it chase your dreams. Um, it, it's the guys that, that are in the middle that, yeah, I'd like to do this. If I could get a chance to No, those guys, you better have a backup plan. But the guys that from the get-go say, I'm going to do this, and it's already a foregone conclusion, they've already seen it, get out of their way. They might they might just surprise you and do it. I read something once about famous rock stars, musicians that made it. Mm-hmm. They had no backup plan, and they were hungry with no other resources, meaning I'm either going to jump into this and I'm going to go full kilter, uh, f- put my foot down on the pedal, and burn the boat so there's no, there's no turning back, and it drives them to success where others like, well, you know what? If being a rock star doesn't work out, I'm going to go be a doctor. Right. Because you there's don't commit a, to it. Without a doubt, there's some truth to that. Now, being a father? That's, that's where I was going next. You probably love the backup plan. <laughs> uh, 100%, right? <laughs> you know? But as a, a young kid that is inspired, whatever he may be, like you said, could be a rock star, could be he wants to be the top lawyer. Right. He wants to be a brain surgeon. He wants to be a, an NFL quarterback. If he's got the skill set, uh, man, sometimes you got to just get out of their way and, and let them. Because I always I think about it. I, I coached when I first retired. I did a lot of uh, travel ball coach with my kids. 
Right. And you deal with parents and, and the parents are a constant, you know, you end up getting to a point in travel ball where you start recruiting parents, not the kids because the, the parents are a pain in the ass. What kind of parent would you be in a travel ball team? I've, I've always been that guy. You know, I, I had a good mentor in my dad the way, right. and, and my parents, the way they behaved. So I've kind of just mirrored that and kind of out of sight, out of mind. I've always tried to be that, whether it's starting with Jacob and Savannah, going to their game. Savannah was a volleyball player up until college. And I would, I, I was never that guy that you would know I was there. I'd always you kind stand of, let, in the corner. I, I would stand in the corner. I never had anything to say, especially at baseball games. Uh, with my boys because everybody expects the 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 baseball player to be come on now, uh, now commenting on. on the game and and I was the opposite I stayed quiet I didn't yell at my kids you know I'd give it a golf clap if they did something really really good but and I was that kind of parent I didn't I didn't bring the game to them. I, I wasn't that guy that gets you in the car after what happened today. Right. Uh, I let them, if they had a question, if they wanted to talk about it now, pull up a chair. I got a lot of advice for you, but I always let the boys uh, bring the questions to me. And if they have questions, you know, I just felt, I don't know. I think my dad was that way. He taught me to do it that way. Just stay out of it. And, and uh, I don't know. I think it's for the best. I think it's for the best. When you're, when your dad and I grew up in a family where, you know, dad was a major league baseball player through my college, yeah, through my college years. Now I didn't feel that burden. I really didn't, but it was definitely there. I've seen it with other guys though. Yeah. And I try to just take the, as much pressure as I can off. They've already got to deal with, well, they've got a, they've got a dad that's in the, in the big leagues. They've got a grandpa in the big leagues. They got a great grandpa in the big leagues. They've got an uncle that's in the big leagues. And everybody expects them. That's enough. So it's Um, like, I want to leave them alone and let them be as normal as they can. There's a, there's a point of view. Somebody told me, don't ever talk to your kids about their game or their event or their play or anything else for the first 15 minutes in the car ride home. Let them just be. Right. Sometimes I didn't talk for the entire t- car ride, good okay. or bad. Now, if they're going to have a good game, you always get the guy. Hey, way to go today, man. That was really good. Your swing looked really good. That great play in, in the fifth inning. Uh, but always the positive. Never would I bring a negative. Never can would I, I bring a negative. Can I share a quick story with you? Uh, yeah, I got time. You got time? You sure? So one time when I was working at Tampa Bay, I came to work and I was grumpy because I was at baseball practice with my son. And uh, Joe Madden asked me, he goes, why are you, what's wrong with you? I go, ah, been out there with a bunch of kids, baseball practice. And, and I'm just frustrated. I was out there yelling at him. And, and we've had Joe on the podcast before. Yes. Very, very chill guy. He turns on his heel and gets in my face and just lets me have it. If you're out there yelling at kids, you're out there for the wrong reason. He stomps off and he turns around and he lets me have it again. Because if you're out there yelling, you're out there for the wrong reason. I have no business being out there. And it really, it took me for a loop. So I stopped doing that. Uh, fast forward, end of the season, uh, my kid, who is, oh, he's not very good. Let's be honest. He has my genes. Um, comes up at the end of the game. Base is loaded. Uh, we need a hit to, to win the game. Uh, all the other dads like, oh, God, this kid's going to strike out again. This is going to be awful. Uh, I can't believe he's up third. First two kids are best hitters. They strike out. So now we're down to the worst. Big rigs? Big rigs. Worst kid of the team. 
up there hitting. He's little. He's very, very small. And uh, he draws a walk. Next kid comes in, draws a walk, base hit. He scores the winning run. Everybody goes crazy. And I was I was so nervous for him when he was up there hitting. I uh, but I kept my mouth shut. After the game, I said, "Boy, you did really well. How did how did you feel up there?" He goes, "Oh, it's fine." And I said, "You weren't." He goes, "Well, I figured if you weren't up there screaming and yelling the way all the other dads were, that you believed in me. So I just figured I could get it done." That's right. <laughs> Pretty good story. We got to get Mike Matheny, by the way, on the program who wrote the Matheny Manifesto. I'm open to it. Yeah, I, we're going to work it. on that. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 